Okay. You want to go out, Nancy?
I tried to sleep longer, trying to get some decent sleep, and I'm having trouble changing my patterns, you know, trying to get you know, to bed a little later, get up later, and, uh, and, um, been in a habit of getting up early for a lot of years, uh, you know, you know, sub hours, <laughs> and, um, you know, just like that song was 10 years ahead of its time, um, a lot of things we say here are ahead, you know, and may not make sense at the time, but will make sense as time goes on and you'll remember things that were said. Not necessarily in a linear uh, kind of, you know, like predictive way. Like, for example, when Alex Jones predicted um, uh, that Tucker Carlson would probably be gone from Fox because they wouldn't let him uh, come forth with the uh, proof of, uh, you know, the corruption with Biden and all that, and um, or whatever it was, and uh, or the military or whatever. The, I'm sorry, I forget the issue exactly, but thought that'd be a deal breaker, and then it was. That's not the kind of predictive thing here. It's more like <sighs> things I do or things I come up with, especially in, in, in uh, music or, or especially in fiction, I come up with things that are way in advance of, of, of having been here. In other words, AI is really about transhumanism, and you're going to find that the whole um, trans movement or LGBTQ, which is really, um, and I agree with people that are saying this now, people are starting to say uh, this, that, that these are really future bureaucrats or, or that, uh, you know, in, in kingdoms of the past here, the eunuchs would, you know, rise and, and, and take over the uh, functionary duties of the government, of the king, you know, of the emperor. And um, it's very interesting, very astute observations there because that's exactly what's happening, that the the trans movement and the LGBTQ movement is aligned with, whether it likes or not, transhumanism, but also uh, a future bureaucracy. You know, law enforcement, um, uh, you know, dictatorial powers of, uh, you know, being enforced, um, culling of population, uh, you know, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, but that's nothing new. 
So let's get beyond that, beyond the LGBTQ trans movement, which has been, I guess, not hijacked, but created by people that have nothing to do with sex. It really has more to do with transhumanism. In other words, changing the form and function of human to something else. Uh, Case in point, uh, birth, birth rates. The idea of, of birth now being something that's done in a laboratory. No longer a need for men or women, per se, as they were, but there'll be something else. And perhaps they will even be sexless as this new wave of human uh, hybridization gets gets launched. And um, we're already well down that path. It just, it's not out in the open and public yet. So that's next. And um, you'll see that next five years from now. If, if we're here, you know, if we don't have a nuclear war. And uh, you'll see how the statement by, say, a guy like Dylan Mulvaney, when he says, you know, you misgendered me, shouldn't you be thrown in jail? And that went viral the other day. And it's like, precisely, because you are, you work for the king, you are establishment. And I try to point this out to my Twitter brothers and sisters, and you know, try to point out to them some of these things about, you know, what you're mad about. And it's not, you're not mad about, you know, people obviously doing whatever they're going to do behind closed doors. You're mad at the, uh, you know, you're, you're not mad at people having sex. You're not mad at, you know, whether you agree with it or not. You're not mad at, you know, just, you just don't want them messing with your children, changing their destinies, uh, changing your destiny, um, you know, messing with you, mess, taking your freedom away. Taking your freedom of speech away, taking taking things away from you. So you're you're what you're aggravated about is being moved or pushed into of uh, you know into situations you don't want to be in. You you your attitude is live and let live, and why can't we just get along here? And the answer is we can't, folks. Listen, we're not going to get along here. This is a war. It's going to probably go to a bloody war. Just understand that, please. And and Or it will go to a law enforcement war where the law enforcement will be aligned completely with what you think is just unacceptable, which would be, you know, coming after your children and wanting to change their identities or change their sex or whatever. But this stage of where, you know, understand LGBTQ, and of course there's a there's another aspect which is really the pedophile aspect, which is we have, how long? I think I predicted for the last twenty years there'd be a, or however long there's been that symbol LGBTQ, that there'd be a P on the end of it, you know, eventually because that's the, that's the whole push. It's been the push, and people just laughed at me, and ridiculed me as you know a homophobe. I said I've got I've grown up with you know with the whole gay thing in movies and you know arts and I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm making an observation, and it's my observations are true. To call me a name because I'm accurate, that means you're an asshole. Fuck you. You know, not serious person. And when I see a person that's not serious, that's it. We part ways, we never talk again. 
And that's just the way it has to be because there's just too many people and too much trouble out there in the world. And if I say something that's accurate and then get chastised for it, I'm sick of that. If I say something inaccurate and get laughed at or chastised for that, well, then so be it. Then that's fine. That's, then that's good. Correct me. But if I'm accurate and you do it, then it's super dishonest and you're just doing it because, you know, it's part of the bullying tactic of society, which is to sideline anyone that says anything that has to do with the truth so that the general public doesn't know where it's going. So they just blithely wander into the slaughterhouse. And what's being slaughtered? Culture, language, past, history, all of it. Mores, manners, customs. But it falls under the rubric of transhumanism. That's, is that transsexual? That's a very small part. Of, that's perhaps the, the initiating part of it, but it, from there goes to transhumanism. It's with the direction of the, all of it. Including, you know, uh, you know, of course, they keep people divided. You know, now it's bad, stupid heterosexuals versus, you know, the cool trannies and, you know, transitioners and, you know, you know, non-binaries and, you know, just the the awesome freedom kids that are growing everywhere and taking over the planet. And it's a, it's a, it's it's really a queer world after all, and that's what it should have been in the first place, and. I don't think anybody that was accurate at social commentary didn't see that. I think everyone mentioned that. But for mentioning it, they got cut, canceled, chastised, ruined because they mentioned the truth of where where it's headed, what the point is. I was looking at this guy because I'm, I'm you know kind of fascinated by the whole thing and I'm being a researcher. I'd like to keep researching it. I would like to keep looking at it and keep, you know, commenting on it, but I, I hope uh, people don't, you know, try to stop me from thinking. I mean, by God, you know, at least <laughs> leave me alone in my mind. You know, and and again, you know, I've, uh, you know, been around people having sex of all different types forever. And it never has been a problem, you know, and in terms of, you know, you know, the one thing I did see when I went to a Calvary Chapel, the people that were chastising people for being gay were themselves gay behind the scenes. And um, I, I found that to be interesting, but nobody ever followed up with that. So we went on to something else. No, nobody at the Calvary Chapel is ever going to police themselves. They're going to go to be their evil selves, confess their sins to each other, and then blackmail each other for the rest of their lives. And that's your church today. So bottom line is, I believe that that we are all involved in this whether we like it or not. And um, it's not just seeing, you know, like you know, your president sees you. I see you're a trans person, a trans woman, 
and you know, and and you know, your pronouns are they and them, and you're non-binary, and your president sees you. You know, so what he's saying is, everyone. Then he says, you know, the children are not don't belong to their parents; they belong to all of us. Exactly right. Then you think, is this liberal politics? This is not liberal politics. This is. Um, this is the digitization of and the hybridization of human. The the altering of the DNA of human. That's what it is. That's all the move because if that's not what, what LGBTQ is leading toward, then it's not leading toward anything. I mean that's that's the social engineering to get that group going to grow that group. And then, you know, and then and then of course Trade that group, the most obedient of all to the government for functionary duties as, as uh, running the bureaucracy. And that's what you, you will be ordered into your camps by, um, you know, if you don't like queer people, well, queer people will order you into the camp and they'll order you to go to jail, just as Dylan Mulvaney wanted his misgendering enemy, whoever that was, who would not give him his pronouns. Uh, he wants them put in jail, and he will have the power to put them in jail because he's being groomed for that position because he is aligned with Biden, the government, the establishment, uh, the corporatocracy, uh, the military, and where this whole thing is going. You guys who are resisting it, you're the ones who are on the out. You know. Now, are they the cool kids at the table? No, but because the the government is also advertising. So the advertising, the media, makes them the cool kids at the table, but they represent, just like the mainstream media, they, you may think they're cool, they represent the establishment. That means they represent um, you know, the very thing they hate, the old white guys that have all the uh, quadrillions of dollars. You know, and so it's uh, the ultimate in hypocrisy, obviously. But they can't see it. They think it's about sex. They think it's about you know having the right to have the kind of love they want in their lives, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's just you know, it's like God. I really don't even want to be human anymore. I just want to be a be a rock or be a planet or be a a tree or be something other because it it too stupid, too stupid, too stupid. They're too stupid. All these movements, and that you know, just the green movement, you know, the, all these movements are not left wing. They're not even really that much about totalitarianism. They're about hybridization. Now, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Showing you what it really is. Who's really doing it? The people doing it are the social engineers who are, you know, they're you know re-terraforming the planet, trying to. Change the ozone layer. They're they're doing everything they're doing, including human, has to do with the digitization of the molecular structures uh, that God had set for us to to invade them, to uh, change them, uh, and to adapt them to uh, an AI that is a self running self that is self aware. The AI is already self aware. Okay. 
I may have sounded a little groggy there, but it's because um, I guess I want to get on this message. So, so okay, so the the way to be as a truly man or woman of faith um, number one you keep your nose in the Bible try not to gossip about all this stuff I pointed out gently to people on Twitter you know this is the establishment can't you see that you know, I've, and, and so it's this is not um, about sex or rights or anything like that. It's about power. Can't we just agree on that point? And um, we had this, this, you know, the funny thing about being a Hollywood-oriented person, I guess, is that um, you grew up with this. You already know the bureaucracy, you know the, the uh, what's what's now today LGBTQ or Pride, you know what we used to call it the uh, what do we used to call that the Lavender Mafia or something back in the day back in the you know early before all that got going, um, you, you know they have uh, you know the quote gays which I always laugh at because anybody can be gay, <laughs> you know. It's, Probably most everyone's had gay experiences, and and most people just want to be left alone. They don't care what somebody else does. But again, it's got nothing to do with that. It's it's a it's it's a, it's, it's a huge program. But um, you know the lavender mafia, whatever you want to call them, you know runs Hollywood. You know they go with the Jews. Yeah, but they have to be the lavender. Mafia. It's got to be the it's you know the the. Uh, it's the gay hierarchy and, and you know, of and, and it's been anti-woman the whole time, but nobody, no one will ever cop to that. They'll, they'll always act like they're liberal and cool. But, you know, they've, they've run Hollywood from the very beginning. And, um, in fact, part of, you know, making a bargain with Satan is going gay, secretly at least. So I don't see what the... I don't understand all the screaming. What it's all... Why, why that? Of course, the way I'm speaking is is also years ahead of where speakers are today because I don't want to get caught up in the silly arguments and stupid feelings and, and slinging around stuff and, and you know, you know memes and hum, meme wars and humor about... Um, this situation, which is very serious, because it represents the end of, you know, human DNA. The, the trans movement, one small aspect of it is sex, but other aspects have to do with human adaptation, forced adaptation through even through um, nano um, technology to be injected within human and vaccines and so forth, that would then be, you know, electrified and then hooked up to AI so they would all be one, one, you know, unit. Remember when I used to tell you about the birds, how the birds were geniuses when you put them all together, you had real brain power, like you have 
one bird's like a, little, a bird brain. It's like this little brain. But then you put together thousands or millions of birds, and all of a sudden you've got yourself genius. Right? They move together, they talk together, they think together, they sing together. They just, when they do things together, they are absolutely, you know, impossible to beat. They know what's happening before it happens. They're very intelligent. Okay. Well, you know, as a group. And, um, you know, when people try to make, I mean, science is stupid. That's one good thing. Elon Musk is actually not too bright. And that's another good thing. You think he is, he talks a good game, but he's really stuck in, in all these binary aspects of either this or that, good or evil. You know, it's, um, you know, unable to see the complexity of nonlinear AI, which is, you know, it's, which is really kind of mimicking the human brain. The brain is nonlinear. <laughs> You know, we process in a linear manner, you know, two plus two and, you know, then this, because we have time and space. But the brain is capable of showing you that it's it's capable of processing outside time and space, outside, um, you know, uh, uh, continuous or, you know, contiguous uh, constructs. But since our scientists won't admit that, um, we're going to keep going around in circles, which is a good thing. <laughs> but anyway, it's about transhumanism and uh, the, you know, re-terraforming the planet and really about the human takeover of, of, you know, reality. And that includes you and your family. Okay, so the response from Jesus is this. Well, Jesus is, um, what they don't understand is Jesus, they don't get that Jesus is a, a thing, you know. They they think, oh, he's a person, it was a myth, it was not really real, it's part of the patriarchy, it's really, you know, the boomer generation, blah, 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 blah. So they don't have to think about it. But Jesus is, you know, what you would call, um, you know, basic, um, you know, uh, um, you know, the axis of reality, that there is no um, argument, there is no religion, there is no way of getting around the, 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 the actual, you know, um, reality of Jesus being a, in a sense, a purveyor and an aspect of, you know, of, of total reality, meaning it's a total reality for all people. You know, they, oh gosh, I don't want to miss this one. They had a satanic uh, conference, a con, con a satanic con. I may have been Massachusetts, not quite sure. But uh, my God, they did it. They really, you know, I listened to the program and I wish I'd gone to it. I could have done some really cool videos from there. But, um, you know, the whole point was, you know, they had like you know, upside down crosses. Everything was about God. <laughs> denial of God, denial of the Bible, an alternate of the Bible, you know, the opposite of the Bible, you know, the opposite of whatever God said. It's all based on God. The entire thing is God, God, God. The reality of Satanism is God. 
And they couldn't get away from Jesus because, see, Jesus is not the guy that was here 2,000 years ago. Jesus is the axis. Jesus is the fulcrum, the, the cornerstone. Jesus is the end of time and the beginning of time. Jesus is the only reason that you're breathing because everything that's created was created through the word, through the logos, through Jesus. And then Jesus' identity, of course, is, you know, the Lamb, capital L, which is the creator, which is the, um, you know, the final word or the word, if you like. So not exactly, um, (laughs) you know, in human terms. You see, the human being, Jesus, is, you know, Jesus, son of God, and you know, on earth, doing what the Father tells him to do. And then it's, re- re- then it's finally revealed that Jesus is the great I am, of which nothing that is created, nothing that is created, everything that is created, everything that exists came through or exists through the creation, through the word, through Christ. Nothing exists outside of Christ. I mean, in, in total reality. And I know you say, well, but no, you have to make a free will decision. No. Most people that decide for Jesus have nothing, Jesus has nothing to do with them. They go, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? <laughs> How many times have we heard that? By people who just burned us. How many times? A million? Forever? All? No, see, the idea of the religion is really the hoax. The people of Jesus belong to Jesus before they ever even got born through a womb on earth. Because when you're talking in eternal terms, nothing begins in eternity. You know that. It, it, nothing ends either. You know, they say, well, begin, here's the beginning and the end. The joke of the beginning and the end is like the micro-macro. The, the beginning and the end means, means eternal time, means time is canceled. Nothing begins in eternity, nothing ends. World without end, that's what it means. And if that's true, then all of our presumptions are false. You know, timetables, and then this will happen, New Jerusalem's coming down, we're going on a, a beautiful spaceship somewhere, and we're going to, you know, you know, have a, everything we need, and, you know, we're all going to be in harmony, we're all going to love each other, and it's just going to be a wonderful time. I think I'll pass, because I don't believe that's, that's exactly what's going on. I believe that we're in that time right now. We're in that non-time now, but we can't access it, but we're there. I don't think there's anything that exists that we're not part of. So now what do you do? Jesus, people over here who have decided over here they're for Jesus, and these people are over here, they're going to go to hell, and the Jesus people are going to preside over the ones. You know, I have people that I know that are so angry when I tell them they're not, you know, you are not to want to preside over people who are going to hell and sit there in judgment and laugh while they go to hell. That is not what is going to happen, and that's not your job. It says right here, Zeph, we're going to judge the, you know, even angels. I'm saying that's not what it means. It doesn't mean you're going to literally sit there, you know, I guess just mocking them as they march to hell. I told you you're going to burn in hell. Now go ahead and burn. 
the whole point of that is that um, is to simply show people the relation to Jesus and to show people you know what you really are you know that that yes you have the absolutely the authority of power to oversee people going to hell and god says you know jesus said you know you're going to you know if you don't forgive people my father won't forgive you meaning you're done now we get to the theological question how long does eternity last if we don't really have time and space. Because, see, if that was the case, you could throw them into hell already before they're born. Game game over, right? Problem solved. Check and mate, bitch. <laughs> but it just isn't that easy, is it? You know and I know it. What I'm talking about right now is a thing that bothers every Christian. They just don't have satisfaction. They just want to see those people in vengeance and they want to make them pay for what they've done, the persecution, the kicking them out of the job because they're a Christian. They're now canceling and you know, nothing and you know, just throw them out of the store, throw them in jail. Later, you know, just killing them for no reason. We got to see some payback, Lord. And then the and then the Lord simultaneously will tell you in the Bible, contradictorily, it may seem, but it's not. It says, uh, you know, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But but look up for the recompense of the wicked. To see the recompense of the wicked. Look up. I need you to look. And then in Revelation 18, he goes, you know, that's Psalm 91. Then he goes, rejoice. Rejoice. For the, I have avenged you. I have avenged you all that died. Everyone that went to the grave. Every unfair thing. Every wrong thing that was done. I just avenged you. And in Revelation 19, we've had the feast of the wicked people. The birds have eaten them all. They're, Jesus slayed them all. He returned and he killed all the wicked and they're being eaten by birds. Rejoice! Oh, you're not feeling like dancing? Right, because you're just as bad. Now why did you jump up there and do that? Because you're just as bad. Because we're all just... None of us are that good that we could look at the other guy and say, you know, you really deserve to I mean, you might want to hurt him because he's hurt your children and you, you want to rip his face off. You want to cut his, his carotid artery. You want to let, let that blood spread all over the sidewalk. Make sure everyone sees that, that he has been dealt with. No, it won't be enough. It won't be anything. It'll be nothing. You just like, you know, won't even be taking the garbage out. It'll be, it'll be with a feeling of emptiness. People will be left. You mean that's all there is to vengeance? Funny, I don't feel any better. Well, you don't feel any better because 
the vengeance didn't do it for you because, you know, you haven't dealt with yourself yet. You need something. You know, and getting even with people by killing them is not enough. Hurting them real bad is not enough. You know, stopping this AI, not enough. You know who, who's out ahead in a way, who's one of the shapers, was, um, you know, this, uh, this guy Cameron, James Cameron, you know, the Avatar guy, the Titanic guy. And, um, you know, he sees a world that's, you know, the transhuman world as a, using the human material for the DNA and all that, but really it's going to be a projected Avatar those are going to be the creatures that live, these perfect beings. But they're, but they're projected by the human material that used to be you. Pretty much the same as the Matrix. You know, the agreed-upon reality. And, you know, the, the problem with that is, well... Um, that's fine for, you know, James Cameron's pea brain mind, but that's not what's going to happen. What he wants is not, is not going to be. He wants a, you know, a tree-hugging, you know, left-wing sort of community of tolerant people. That just means probably he's going to pedophilia, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if it's for 100%, but I mean, that's how they act. Right? They're always pushing for something that, you know, Oh, they'll, they'll probably get their way, you know, pretty soon. And anyone that has some disagreement about it, I'm, all I know is my daughter would be here now had there not been, you know, had people not looked the other way on the pedophilia and abusing her, she would be here now. And, you know, I, a lot of the blame has to go to the, you know, unfortunately her mother that... Um, would expose her to this stuff. Since I was out of it, I had nothing to do with her until she was a teenager, and she's very damaged by then. When she was 16, she told me she wanted to die, and then she showed me all the cut marks on her on her arms. And she goes, I, she really fervently, at 16 it was over, it's like, I've already lived too long. So she finally did die, but it took her all the way to, you know, 2018, in her 30s. So she held on, you know, hoping, but she was already hardwired to want abuse. So she couldn't have a family and have a, you know, normal life, and she had uh, social phobias on top of it. Then they put her on antidepressants, and that was that was the death knell right there. I mean, I could blame psychiatry, but I mean, how would she be helped? Well, a person like her in that situation who you know been through abuse, who who you know, you would have to tell her just like I tell myself or other people, you know, you're going to have to you know be different, you know, you may have to go celibate. That's not the worst thing that can happen. 
And at the same time, you may have to be, you know, uh, you know, you may have to understand that you, you have to separate yourself from society. Somewhat. What does that mean? Well, you know, you're going to still do a lot of good. She'd been an ambulance um, crew, you know, taking people you know, trauma to the trauma center, to the emergency, in the ambulance, and that was something she could easily do, you know. So there, there's an example right there. But it all came to an end because of uh, social pressure, because of her friends, because of the parenting that went on when she was a young girl, which there wasn't any. And, um, you know, and then the results and the consequences, which is, uh, which she couldn't understand, that she couldn't get over anything. It just kept getting worse. So she, she finally had to put an end to the pain. And I don't blame her for that. I understand how much pain it is. And it just it seemed like God, you know, God just took her. That's what it seems like to me. And, uh, you know, how do I feel? I'm pretty angry. When I see these kids being abused, you know, every one of them that has a problem, they want to send them to a psychiatrist. I mean, if you don't want to go gay, let's say. If you don't want to participate in, you know, sodomy practice or blowjob practice or whatever it is, the orient, you know, boys to boys and girls to girls, which is the whole point of that is a prelude to, you know, transhumanism. The cutting off of the genitals is what's done when the conquerors come in and they, you know, they conquer people, they cut the genitals off the men. There's nothing new here. The idea that you're about to win, of course, I hope you do win. I won't be around here to see it, but... um, My memory of it all is everything that I said that was the truth, they mocked and scoffed and laughed at. And then later they begrudgingly had to say, oh, I guess you were right. It's because they already knew the truth is why they scoffed at it. I may have been 10, 15, 20 years ahead of my time, but they were also that and playing dumb. But they were many, many, many people in that category. And that's why they laugh. Oh, yeah, like you think the gays are going to take over the whole world. And <clears throat> no. I think the, 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 uh, the, 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 the so-called gay agenda, whatever, um, has its uh, place in um, you know, you know, disarming the culture and setting the stage for the transhumanism. That's what I'm saying. And in the end... Sex won't be something that is um, doable. People probably won't have it. 
and you know, it, you know, th- that's really the whole point. The other, the other thing is that, um, as far as the kids, the whole point of the kids is to damage them, like damaging Francesca, my daughter, to damage them, to make them suicide, to, you know, so that the cult has to take care of them. It's a cult mentality. It's cult programming. Your top people that are the cult programmers, nobody is challenging them. And let me make another prediction. I'm going to make a bunch of predictions today. You just, you just keep in, keep in mind. It's going to be years before they come to them. But no one is going to challenge the sh- social shapers, the influencers. Nobody. Nobody is going to stand up to them. Nobody. I'm now I'm talking about the cultural, you know, changes. The kids don't. The, the, you you learn that all these celebrities are owned by the establishment. They're they're against you. They had sold out to the establishment long ago, handed over whether the parents did it, somebody, and they were groomed for what they do. <clears throat> Whatever the establishment says, they adapt to. I see Kevin Bacon out there, you know, with his wife doing this dance about accepting, um, you know, uh, uh, drag queens. And, you know, even if you tell him, Kevin, you're owned by the establishment. You're Mr. Propaganda. It's got nothing to do with drag queens. It's got nothing to do with freedom. It has nothing to do with sex. It does have something to do with keeping, um, you know, the sex away from children and from minors, yes. Otherwise, you would have never had something to protest against Kevin. But Kevin is stupid, folks. You know, he gives the word dumb actor a whole new meaning. And no, he doesn't know. Kevin really is too stupid to understand. I mean, he may be, he, he may be challenging uh, Sean Penn for the dumbest guy on earth. But I mean, there he is promoting the, you know, drag queen story hour. And, uh, you know, um, not understanding that that's not the issue. A couple issues involved. One is children. Parents still want to protect their children. No, I'm not going to move. I'm going to keep doing this. Parents still want to protect their children. And, you know, it has to do with the, the future of the social structure um, and the policing of such. That's why I'm trying to tell you. The influencers are the policemen. They're hired by the UN, by the US government, uh, groomed. And when I say groomed, I mean, you know, educated, trained. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, you'd leave that word out of it. They're trained um, to um, lead, but also to, um, you know, report the bad actors, i.e. people that would oppose anything they're saying, um, you know, if, if, if that's an issue. I even see there are trans people now, trans women especially, it's mainly about trans women, trans women especially who are complaining now that too many people are becoming trans. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. So they're starting to say, well, I was transitioning when I was 12. Well, I was transitioning when I was five. How about that? Well, I've been transitioning since I was born. So now there's this competition in the community of when someone transitioned. 
well, I'm non-binary, I'm a lesbian, I'm gay, and I'm straight, and I'm, I'm all, all those, I'm everything. And they write that down in their wikis. I'm talking about celebrities now. I'm starting to write this down in, the, in their, I know, I know. Why does celebrity mom drag her son around as a transitioning, you know, three-year-old? Because mom wants to work. She's an actress. And actresses like to act. And if she doesn't do that, if she doesn't bow down to the state, she ain't going to work. That's all of them. A brilliant guy like James Woods, okay? He's one of like the best actors America's ever had. He was just a great actor, great intellect as well. You know, great guy as well. Okay, so here's James Woods. Um, you know, blackball. Now, they tried to do this to also to, um, well, you know, the best actors are, are probably going to be conscious. If they're conscious, it means they're thinkers. If they're thinkers, they're dangerous. They need to be sidelined. So you're left with like the Drew Barrymores who will actually get on her knees and worship Dylan Mulvaney. She'll get on her knees. Well, she's not virtue signaling to the world. She's training the, the dumb audience. I mean, who would actually go to a daytime show where she's there doing it, you know. I mean, who would actually go get tickets to it? I mean, you got to be pretty fucked up in the head to do that in the first place. But say that's where you are. Well, from that point on, you're going to get on your knees, and then that's the proper thing because it's being run by the UN, by the think tanks, by the Rand Corporation, by the CIA. The whole point being to take leadership positions in the new bureaucracy, which is coming. Because they will be ruthless in dealing with dissenters. More and more, you're seeing the, um, you know, you know the, the, the sort of the, the growing of the queer army. But they're not going to be an army. They're not rebels. They are establishment, and they're in the military, and they work to uh, do the bidding of the new society which won't be about sex. It won't be about um, having sex with your kids. It won't be about adrenochrome. It won't be about, um, you know, uh, dismemberment and cannibalism and mutilation in Beverly Hills at your favorite ritual. Uh, No, it won't be about those things. Those things will be in the past. It won't be about consciousness. It will be about the complete rewiring and reshaping and reconfabulating and recreating of the human race in the image of Bill Gates. Or, if you really like, in the image of AI that's now gone far beyond human. It'll be not unlike uh, Tom Cruise's uh, movie uh, Oblivion, which I've Found that to be one of the best movies ever, 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 ever. And, you know, why can't we see Oblivion? Well, they don't show it, for one thing. I mean, you can see it. But I don't, I think they're mad that that one got out. 
you know, that Tom was really a clone. But in the capacity of a clone, he could remember back to the original, you know, I forget the guy's name, whatever his name was. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Maybe I'll watch it again today to give myself some some heads up. I'm chewing. I'm chewing on the bed. But, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how, um, well, you know, I really should have pushed for, I should have done more for my talks now. I'm, a lot of what happened when I came out of uh, L.A. and was, you know, squawking on the Internet and stuff was I was reacting to the, you know, to the damage that was done to me. I was trying to heal and stuff. And the, I didn't come out like a professor. So, you know, you know, like I have books here. You should buy these books. That's the, you know what I mean? With that kind of, uh, you know, um, sort of uh, reputation... Um, you know, um, respectable. I was coming out, I, you know, sort of, you know, fucked up, you know, you know, rebel that was trying to make sense of something that made no sense and escaping my own death from, you know, several, you know, murder attempts and, well, many, many, many murder attempts. I mean, it's, it's really, it's hard for me to look back because I can't believe the betrayal of so many people that I thought were my friends and family. So I came out as a mess. And I suppose I'm still, you know, the old rumor is, you know, if you really want something interesting in your screenplay for your movie, hire me. <laughs> And so I guess that's basically it. I mean, you know, the the fucked up factor, that's me. So I'm not going to be influencing the world. Not going to be popular like, you know, so many people on Rumble or Alex or any of these people. It's going to be this kind of obscure kiosk in the middle of the desert where despite whether there's people there or not, I'm going to keep on going. Keep on, you know... Because if you listen to this broadcast, after listening to all of them, it will cure you. You'll be a thousand percent cured even in 15 minutes. And you won't be depressed and suicidal either, guaranteed. Um, or anxious. Because you understand that, you know, God is so firmly in control of all this. It's so funny when you have someone like um, the Noah Yuval Hararis of the world say, you know, man does not have free will, therefore he's a hackable animal. But then, on the other hand, he hypocritically will say, you know, uh, man has free will and has to decide whether they're going to be with us or with them. You know, so he admits it, and then he denies it. But he actually admits it. Idiot. That man has free will. Man has free will when it suits Harari and Schwab and you know, Gates and the Nazis. Oh, remember when I used to tell you guys 
and he'd laugh at me, you know, because I, you know, not to correct Brother Thomas, but I just wanted everyone to know that based on my, you know, my having been uh, friends with, you know, in, in the end with my grandfather, I was basically informed how the whole thing was Nazi, okay? He said, you know, if you want to call it communist or Stalinist or all that, you're wrong. It's 100% Adolf Hitler. That's the whole thing. All those guys at Skull and Bones, all those guys at, uh, at Bohemian Grove, it was all about Hitler. And uh, because Hitler and the occult and the promise of these demonic entities that, you know, calling aliens and the advanced yeah. technology. And um, a lot of it had to do with Antarctica. You know, Antarctica, which has, um, you know, been a hotly contested thing, but there's some kind of, you know, portal or something there that, uh, you know, where there's interaction with the elders. I like to call them the council. You know, they're on the moon. People laugh at that. Anyway, now it's all about the Nazis and, you know, uh, Werner von Braun and, and uh, you know, the, the, the Nazi spaceships and, the, you know, the, it was all about, you know, Prescott Bush funding the Nazi. You know that these guys that are in these clubs, you know, the Yale, you know, the Yaleys, Skull and Bones, all that Russell Trust, you know, they're running the Ukraine thing now and they ran Iraq. The Bush family... You know, like I say, Bohemian Grove, Bohemian Club. These are the guys. This is at the top. It's all about Hitler. I, mean, I told you, it was all Nazi. The whole thing was Nazi, 100%. And people laughed at me. They laughed at me a year ago. Now it's finally coming out. I saw a broadcast. I can't, do you remember it, Trish? Where they were saying it's all Nazi. And they were talking about, uh, it, was, it was some guy that I think, Either Alex Jones was talking to or somebody. I've been listening to Alex Jones a little more. But I, I get very frustrated with his idea of spirituality. I, get, I, get, I can't handle it. It's just not correct. So I drift away again. Get off the bed, buddy. Off the bed. I'm sure he will have it be correct. He wants to have a Star Wars kind of adventure. He wants to go off to the stars and have this advancement of consciousness and be this eternal conscious being on his own. You know, it's a, it's a very new agey concept. It's tied in with Nasera and all kinds of other stuff. And I just can't go. I've Believe me, I was bathed in that shit when I was a kid. I don't want to hear anything more about it. It's very tempting, you know, and it's a very easy way to fall. You know, having these, there's an advanced secret and that we can unlock the door and we can be free. I've moved to the stars. No, there isn't. That is false. You know the secret of Freemasonry? There is no secret. It was all a lie. And that's what he told me. All a lie. You know when the apotheosis is going to be? <laughs> Never for you. Fool. There is, the only apotheosis you need to worry about is Jesus. Because as he ascends, I ascend, you see. I already am everywhere. I am time and space. I don't need, as, you know, the, 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 the what was it, Led Zeppelin? It went down like a lead balloon. 
Lead Balloon had lyrics, I am the traveler of all time and space. Your secret elders of a gentle race who are going to show me the way or whatever, something in the song Cashmere by, uh, uh, by them, trying try to be a kind of a mystical rock song. And uh, I wrote about it too. There are demons that will come to you and say they're going to show you the way. There's a whole world of people that will come to you and say they're going to show you the way to break through this time and space so you can be free. I've dabbled in it myself from time to time, but that's only out of ignorance. When I knew more, when God showed me more, I'm not saying that what I have to say is popular. In fact, you know what these other people are saying about unlocking the door in consciousness and putting out books about how to train yourself to be one of them and they know people who've actually made it to the other side and they're, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's why I did Girl Next to show that whole, where that goes, okay? But where, what I know about reality is not popular. No one wants to listen to the idea of the door is shut, you can't get through there. The door is shut, folks. The only way you're getting out of here alive in one piece is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way I would have found it. I was in Tibet. I did the Egyptian thing. I did the, the Lao Tzu thing. I did the Confucius thing. I did the Buddha thing. I did the, the Hindu thing, you know, the, 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 the Bhagavad Gita, the, you know, the Mahabharata. You know, I translated the Bhagavad Gita in Sanskrit. I did, I, come on, man. I, I sat for quite a while at the Ramakrishna Vedanta Society in Los Angeles. Um, I have, um, uh, I'd had no no tolerance for, you know, Blavatsky, Gurdjieff, and all those stupid, you know, they, they would blend, you know, kind of Eastern and Western and sort of have a syncretic kind of religion, you know, Golden Dawn, um, Western magic, blah, blah, blah. But it would always lead to, you know, mind control, Julian West, uh, Freemasonry, Los Angeles, Hollywood, mind control, MK Ultra, um, you know, uh, and then ultimately, what was that all about? Getting children and corrupting them. Why? To get a, to get a pop. Or killing them to get even bigger pop. Or drinking their blood, getting even bigger pop. Or just becoming a cannibal, then you're just like God. Except you're not. Except you're a failure. And now the whole world sees that. But the whole world doesn't see it right now. The world sees success as failure and failure as success. So they're not going to acknowledge the true truth. The truth community will not acknowledge truth tellers. The Christian church will not acknowledge Christians. Okay? That's why there's a problem. We're each of us on our own. There is no collective that will save you. Guaranteed, man. Don't think that or you're really in trouble. Not how do you unprogram somebody from church? Church is the worst programming in the world. It's, it's called programming at its best. Where else can you get something this good? Tell me all your sins. You know, because the Bible says so right here, we share our sins with each other. 
Yeah, but it doesn't say then blackmail the guy for the rest of his life, does it? Because <laughs> that's what they do. You don't want that secret to come out now, do you? Well, coffers have been a little bit light this month. Or even worse. You need to conform to society because the coffers have been light this month in the, in the church. You've been coming to church for the last month and now the, they're hardly giving any money. It's your fault. You know, the true purpose of church is to conform you to society. When they see there's a problem, they quit giving money. Right? Because they're told... You don't help contribute to the people that are rebelling against society. Period! So I ask you, are these multi-million dollar radio operations that are out there, these guys making an alternative media, are they... Are they okay? Are they owned... They say they're not. They, 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 they go on and on and on and on and we're not. While begging for you, know, you to buy stuff. Donations. Are they owned? Could it be that nothing that is a part of modern society... Not any part of it is good. All of it is corrupt. Every influencer, every celebrity, every pastor, every teacher. So, what does that mean exactly? Well, just like in that example that you have a big radio star that's preaching about these portals and advancement of consciousness, and I understand, you know, finding the way. I did a song about it. I don't have it on my uh, phone now. I'm having to use the phone until I get my replacement for my laptop. The the um, iPad that I bought doesn't doesn't broad doesn't use my gear to broadcast. I'm happy to have it. I didn't certainly didn't need it, but I can, you know, use everything I've got. But I need the laptop to be able to, um, you know, have the artwork and, and do what I do. But anyway, it's it's been a, it's been a real time um, for me going through, a, a, you know, a health challenges that, uh, you know, are threatening to, like, take me out. <laughs> and I'm just so, uh, I, there's nothing I can say. I, I, I know not to say, well, everything's going fine now. From here on out, every day above ground is a good day. You know what I mean? Because I know people that said they felt fine and then they died, you know? So that's, that's there. But on the other hand, you know, battling that consciousness. I remember 
Larry Linville, the guy that was in MASH, he was an old actor from the TV days. And he was in a film that I did called Angel Time, Angel's Time, which I never really completed. I, you know, had kind of a rough history of people interrupting me and making sure I didn't, you know, succeed. But, um, no, he was, he was great. And, uh, Eventually, I so let's have a drink. We you know, went to a, a, a bar in Encino and had a drink, and he came in, and he looked fantastic. He was, <clears throat> you know, because he was a you know senior citizen at that time, and I wasn't. He was a lot older than me, but he was fit as a fiddle because during the show, he was okay. He was kind of out of shape, you know, older person. Not terrible, not obese, but he just was, you know... Not and then when I saw him in the bar, he was in tip top. I mean, he'd been to the gym, something he had trimmed down. He looked great. He was having a, and I always watched it. See, being a writer, you know, I think my best thing is writing. Really, maybe well, maybe you know, communicating. But I mean, I observe things. See what I mean? I was, that's why I'm a good. I observed that he had that club soda going. He had a little piece of. Lime and on the rocks and the glass. The glass he had looked so good. It's all frosty. And I've been trashing myself. I've been doing like, you know, drugs and drinking and just generally I'm a complete mess. And um, no, it started out benign and, you know, it's like all things it, you know, went out of control. So by that point, I was so jealous of him too. But I understood what he was doing. You know, he's, he, I don't know if we talked about it, how great he looked. But I went and looked at the, uh, his obituary, and I saw that from that day, you know, he got another... Um, he could have died at any time. And the whole story of Angel's Tide was about death. It was about a woman dying and, and uh, you know, just death. Just death and the way death is. You know, we don't deal with death, you know. So it was dealing with death, this movie. There's talk about, you know, me re, re resurrecting it and uh getting them some old work print I have, and not a work print, a show print, but it's scratchy. But they say they can they can redo it and make it digitally perfect and then I can I was thinking about doing a story yes. where, Huh? Yes. I was thinking about doing a story where I, I write a uh, a wraparound about a girl dying. And then tie it in with uh, Angel's Tide where Trish is the woman dying, but much younger, you know, this is a long time ago. And that this film somehow, and the story of Trish and her death, or Diane, um, ends up influencing the woman that's dying that she can, you know, take, she can go ahead and die. Because there's, there's no sin in dying. You know what I mean? There's no need to feel guilty. But uh, anyway, so back to Larry Lindell, he was, um, and that glass was you know, filled with rocks, you know, you know, the kind of rocks that, uh, you know, there's two kinds. One, that they're cloudy, and the other kind is they're clear, like in a bar you get these clear rocks. I'm sorry to be that observant. I could go on and on about that glass. But it represented the whole thing, you know. And he told, he said something about being in shape, and he he got 
for his efforts, and that is, okay, that's diet, gym, uh, clothing, uh, hair, you know, just really taking, you know, just really, he got a couple more roles and a couple more things. And he went another, I want to say another seven or eight years beyond. So that would be Angel Tide 1994, 1995, about there. And he went on to 2000. He went on in about another 10 years. When he was old, like it looked like he wasn't going to be going on. And then you saw him there and he kept that, that, that shape up and he kept going to auditions. He kept, you know. He kept on working all the way through, and I believe that he got, uh, I believe he went in 2007. I, I, I could be wrong. Let's see. I'll look it up, you know. It's one thing that's easy to look up. Uh, you know, oh, here it is. <laughs> I misspell it there. Uh, okay. Wrong. This just shows up. He went another five years to 2000. He died on April 10, 2000. And um, he was known for playing the surgeon, Major Frank Burns, on the series MASH. And uh, he was good. He was good. And, um, you know... Married a few to you. Um, they, um, so they found a malignant tumor, tumor in his sternum. And in February 1998, they had to remove part of his lung. So this happened after he'd gotten, after he'd gotten in shape. He received, but had to, you know, the next, uh, he died in New York City. Well, okay, he didn't. He was a fun guy to work with. I'm just saying that he he went up. Remember when we saw him in the bar? Yeah. And he was all fit? Yeah. He looked good. He was fighting it. But they found, you know, he had cancer. See? They went prompted is he had already a disease scare. When did we do that? 1994? 1994. Wow. So we probably met with him in 95. He died in 2000. So he had himself in great shape after the film. Anyway, um, you know, he was fighting it. He was doing everything he could do. Um, but, of, of course, death came anyway. But, see, to me, I didn't think he was going to live, because I knew he was ill at the time in 1994. I knew he had health challenges in 94 when we worked with him. So I thought... I didn't think he would make it much past the film, honestly. So he got another few years, you know, and then he and then he died. Now, is that worth it to have fought that hard, you know, to just change your? And I'm telling you, he looked like a million dollars compared to what he looked like. He was dragging around then, and he was up and on his feet, and he was standing at the bar. Remember, he wasn't sitting down. You know, he was uh, wanted to show us what great shape he was in. He wasn't huffing and puffing, and he wasn't, you know, he was, uh, but death came and clipped him anyway. I thought he went until about 2005. I stand uh, corrected. I, so he went five years. But he was supposed to die that year. That's what I heard. He was supposed to die in 95. And through his effort, he got five more. Was it worth it? Um, 
Of course it's worth it. He accomplished a goal. Do you think he would have died earlier had he done nothing and just kind of, you know, kept on drinking and, you know, just, you know, comfort food, whatever, just you know, trying to be comfortable? I think if he tried to be comfortable and went that route, he would have died probably. And he would have died before 1990. He would have died right after the film. That's my assessment. But then when I saw him, I was like, really proud of him. I just thought, wow, that's amazing. You know. But, uh, so it can happen. So even, you know, don't uh, take us all people for granted, man. You know, because... I could tell you I feel great one day and I could be gone the next. And that's just where we stand. And uh, uh, there's no way I'm going to deal with the AMA. Can you imagine conforming to the medical establishment? There I am, and I'll do everything you tell me. You know, more likely I get in a fist fight with a guy. You know, I probably punch him out. You know what I'm saying? Or rip the IV out of my arm and, you know, leave the hospital. I mean, that's just going to fight to the very end, I guess, on every front. Medicine, you know, spirituality, reality, education, uh, law, law, law enforcement, science. I guess we're just going to duke it out on every single front. Because wherever you find corruption... Well, I'll just give you an idea. Okay, so Medicare, I, I believe I have Medicare Advantage. I think I have uh, Aetna. Um, you know, I got conned into the policy. Well, at least there's a policy. They see a big whale come in like me with a full Aetna policy. <laughs> oh, boy, they're sharpening their knives up. And they just can't wait to dig. Oh, I got this. You got so much wrong with you, Zeph, that, I mean, it's amazing you're even walking around. That's the kind of, that, I've already had that diagnosis. Yeah. You've got so much wrong with you, it can't be repaired. So, you know, that, and I've been, and I've gone 20 years with that. Okay? What are you doing there? What he does is if I get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, he gets up and he starts licking under my, where my head would be. You know, he licks the, the, the uh, whatever, the, the bed sheet. And I would always liken it to all of them. He may think I'm sick or something. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so you don't know. And that's why... You know, in my case, I just feel like I have to say everything I can say and we'll just worry about the, the legacy of the Zeff report and, you know, what it says there. If anyone's, you know, I doubt people, you know, other people have published the truth in the past and I'm not the only one. And they, they're not listened to either and they've, they've, they've been dead. No one discovered, oh, I discovered the truth. They don't want the truth, folks. They want to have an adventure. I was watching this series on Netflix called Welcome to Eden. And I love Spanish films, somehow. This one was produced out of Barcelona, so you get that perfect Spanish, you know, that real concise, very different from Mexican Spanish or South American or whatever. But um, 
Yeah, no, after I saw 30 coins, the series 30 coins, I realized those Spaniards are pretty fierce. In fact, we do our post-production in Spain, in Barcelona. So there you go. That's how much we, we, we know. I mean, they're, they're the artists of Barcelona, the home of Antonio Gaudí. The, uh, the, those guys know what they're doing, man. Anyway, they're in Spanish, and I, I recommend the feature. It's a two-season episode. I believe they're going on to season three, too. Um, I believe that the... I got bored with it and fast-forwarded ahead, I have to admit, because I you know, because they kept dragging it out, and I don't like that. But you can see the social engineering. One of the main characters is so funny as a... Is a trans woman, you know, man, you know, trans, and um, he, the weirdest thing is, you know, he he made his, you know, she made her makeup look exactly like Paula, who played a trans woman in Girl Next. In fact, the similarity was so striking, I wondered if maybe you know this guy had seen, or they, I guess he's they them. They, I don't even know what the pronouns are. I, I have no idea how to be respectful here other than to say that individual. I wondered if they had seen Paula's performance in Girl Next. But they were very good, very convincing. In fact, that was the best, best thing of the show was the, uh, the, uh, the trans person. They never went on that they were trans. I mean, it's just obvious, you know, and... Um, uh, there was a lot of um, open gay, a lot of open gay, like, it seemed like all the boys were gay. It's funny. And the girls were all lesbians. <laughs> and there wasn't anything that, only the couple that ran the thing had some kind of, you know, relations, and it was not monogamous. So there you had that. So that's kind of like a social engineering thing that this is the way men and women can get along in a multifaceted community of people just loving who they want, you know. So there was that influencing going on in it, which I I resented because it was, um, they tried not to deal with it, they tried not to say gay, straight, this or that, but it was kind of there in your face. I looked at it like a kind of a, because the proportion of gay, gay to straight was really quite high in the gay area, you know, um, so it seemed they were pushing for that. Um, what else can I say? But, but that's not the issue. The issue is really, uh, it's a cult that, that believed they were going to go to a new Eden on another planet. It's really a play on the New Jerusalem. And, um, and that they were going to, you know, all leave together and they had to recruit people who would be obedient to the cause and be acceptable to the aliens. And you learn this later. You have to watch a couple of seasons to actually get that out of it. And um, there's a ruthless woman that's running the whole place. And whenever somebody disobeys, they get killed. They murder like they murder somebody every episode. So every time someone disobeys, they get killed. And then I started thinking, well, what are they saying? You know, this is more of an allegory to real life than it is some story about going off to a different planet. And, um, you know, that uh, 
Are they saying that people that uh, rebel or have their own ideas should be killed? I mean, these people, there's no no 30-day detention, folks. No 30 days in the hole, you know. You were seen as a rebel. You were taken off in the country. And and they killed him with the same thing of uh, the Coen Brothers movie with Javier Bardem when he had that little thing that he would put up to your head. And, you know, I think it was for for killing uh, cattle. So they had that, like, cattle thing. The cattle thing, you know, drives a stake into the brain, uh, you know, in the slaughterhouse. I think that's what they used to uh, put these kids out of their misery. And it, it, it was... Um, you know, enough to make you really angry. And so I kept watching, but then I started getting bored. And I started getting bored because I felt manipulated and some way to keep watching when there wasn't anything interesting going on. Um, the um, I think they thought they were being really cool with the sex and having just openly gay sex and nudity and all that going on. It was, you know, it was just like, um, it, it wasn't, it, it was nothing. It was like having a glass of water, like going to the bathroom, like getting, right? Getting in line at a, to get a, a, a sandwich, you know, paying your taxes. It wasn't entertainment. It was just like, oh, okay, we got to take a break and see, this is what's going on now. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, a lot of it did seem a little bit like propaganda, in a sense. But it wasn't propaganda. The end of it, the takeaway I had was that they were promoting, believe it or not, because they had a plot to kill the cult leader. Because she was corrupt and she she kept killing people that did disobeyed her. So, you know, you hated her. You wanted her dead. But they never killed her. Instead, they doubled down. You know? So, what the takeaway I have from the movie, the voice of the narrative, and it was in unclear. Also, the narrators, the writers, very dishonest people. Not good writers. Not clever narrators. Not you know. I understand all those devices, having been a trained as a writer and been a writer, but they didn't do that right. It came off as a kind of almost like a documentary of how you should, you know, be. And what they're eventually saying in the end is, you need to obey the cult leader because you can't beat her. How did, does that sound similar to you? You need to obey the cult leader. Because you can't beat her. And then that's the end of season two. I've already spoiled it, so, you know. So sue me. It's not, believe me, it's not worth your time. You know, I only wanted Larry to see it because of uh, how this gal, this guy, this trans woman, um, made himself look like Paula. Oh, I made herself. I, I don't want to offend them. What's the, are there, I don't even know if they're, how would I know if they're pronouns? No one ever told me. Do I have to look them up? Oh, they, them, oh, she, he, it, you know, wolf, wolf. I mean, 
What? No, it's all designed. It's all cult programming. All of that. And the whole point of it is the the transhuman future. Okay, the next lockdown. The altering of the DNA of human. That's what it's about, not sex. And, um... The casting, you know, it was funny. It was like, um, you know, the whole gay thing that was going on. It was like, if you're men, you're gay. And if you're women, you're, you're lesbo. You know, it's, it's like, so that's, so they're pushing that. It's not even, and, and I'm like, you know, why would they do that? It's like, no, they're not doing it. They're not pushing it. The writers aren't pushing it. This is the programmers. This is the cult. This is what they want. And on the future, they want it now. And they're very damn serious. Two years ago, I, I, made a, I mocked it, and I shouldn't have. When they said, we will not tolerate heteronormative behavior in this classroom. At all. No family, no men and women, ever. You come in here with that shit, you get flunked out. Men with men, women with women, you know, boys and boys, girls and girls. Boys can be girls, girls can be boys, whatever, but no heteronormative ever. Okay? And that's because the controllers want it that way, because we're moving toward the next phase, which has nothing to do with sex. I know no one's going to hear me. Yeah, we could all be friends. But now they want to have this sort of LGBTQ war against the people to get the people in line and make the people say the pronouns and force them to say that the family is bad and force them to renounce any kind of heteronormative behavior and force them to renounce God like the con-con, force them to renounce, renounce Jesus, force them to renounce everything and go with their programming and obey it or suffer the consequences. That's where we have wound up. Yeah, you think God's going to come to the rescue? I doubt it. I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, it's really sad to see young people so interested in materialism. I know, I was there, sex, drugs, rock and roll, any, any, anything goes. Okay. Yeah, been there, done that. What what good did that do? For me, nothing. It's why me up being, you know, in rehab, you know, and, you know, had to be put on drugs by a psychiatrist to counter the other stuff, and then I had to get off that, and, you know, just one big mess after another. What was I looking for? Materialism, approval. Wanted to fit in at long last. Sick and tired of being kicked around. Did it work? Of course it didn't work. Of course they're never going to, uh, you know, once the determination has been made that you're no good, you're no good. You ain't never getting back in no society. I can tell you that. 
You're finished. You know? And you ain't ever gonna get no respect. Right. They only respect people that go the easy way. That's correct. Except that you gotta do something for the devil every once in a while or they tend to pass you over. So there's that, you know, and um, the kids are taught the way to get ahead of that is whatever they're pushing in the school, whatever the, the trend is, get with that trend. Purple hair, um, girl, go lesbo, uh, maybe with someone in the party that's transitioning, you know, fine. Don't be monogamous. Involve kids. You'll be queen before you know it. And the sad truth about all that is, because what do I care? It's that it's materialism and it is not the future. It is only this interim period. The future, they really are eunuchs. And they're not interested in sex. The future, they they, they, they take a form of men, women, or androgynous but they're not sexual beings anymore. Procreation is done in factories. Need 50,000 more humans? Fine, here you go. Okay, well, uh, the frustrating thing is Getting ahead of this. Well, here's the advice I have for you. Keep your own counsel. Keep counsel with Jesus, the Bible, the Word. You know, if you can find other people to fellowship with, do it. Keep putting it out there. Keep keep proclaiming, you know, praise for the Lord because the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. You are his people. Be his people. Be oh, Don't be like the hypocrites and hide when the when the, you know when they march down the road hating Jesus and wanting to burn your Bible and throw you in prison, you know, and they uh, they're all the cool people out of Hollywood and LGBTQ and everything else, and they're coming to get you and take your kids and ruin your life and the whole bit because you know you existing is not uh, compatible with their existing in their mind. But then it's all your fault. Remember, when there's an abuser, it's always your fault. Remember that. No matter what the circumstances, it's your fault. No matter what the circumstances, it's the Republicans' fault for the debt ceiling. Even if they passed it, they still get blamed for not passing it. Do you understand how that works? Every single thing they say is a lie. Every single thing they say is not true. Everything they do is criminal. Everything they do is perversion. Everything they do is lies. And all of your great celebrity, people that you worshipped, and I worshipped, we thought they were bigger than life and great people. They all turned out to take the bait and were sellouts. And almost nobody 
made it through in one piece. So, the whole point of these culture movements is materialism, money, money, power. That's all it is. So the emphasis on sex is really about power and money. You go that way, you're loud about it, put the eye makeup on, lipstick, whatever, da-da-da, strut around, you're going to get some money. You're going to get something. You're going to get a position. You're going to be a staple. You're going to be secure. You're going to be lauded and included. You who rebel against it, who speak against all all the way the culture is moving, you're going to be disapproved by AI. You're going to be everywhere known that you're no good. And even if you go to a place you've never been before, all the all the people in the entire place are going to turn and stare at you, wishing you would just die, because you don't belong there. You don't belong anywhere. The governments of the world, the UN. Big technology, big tech, but big tech and AI will make sure that you feel the wrath of the world. So don't go there. Forget about uh, the things you used to worry about. Kind of get more into the now. Be a spiritual being. The Lord intended us to be spirit coming into flesh, not flesh coming into spirit. We are spirit coming into flesh. The war is spiritual. Everything they say it's about, you know, sex, this, that, who you love, who you don't, da 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 It's not about any of that. What is your sole position in eternity? That's all it's about. And if they can block souls, they will. That's all they want to do. And, you know... But they're in lockstep with the American churches. They want to block souls too. You know, that's a total hypocrite. That's not going anywhere. How many of them will think, oh, I'm going with you, Jesus, only to find out that, depart from me, I never knew you. You never were on our side. You remained on that side, you know, giving me lip service. But that's not the same as coming over to my side. So how could I know you if you're on their side? Well, gee, I didn't, well, you didn't think, I guess you didn't think about it. Okay, so much for getting out of bed and squawking. I love you guys, I'm trying. To not be, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not, you know, to not get you upset with yourselves, but to get you motivated to like, you know, be excited about you, who you are in this. You are the reason they're having a, a Lucifer con con or a Satan con 
in Massachusetts. You, you guys, you're, you're the ones it's for. They're railing against you. You're the ones the world hates. Now it's defined. They've come out. They've shown their colors. They've shown you their fist. Okay. Challenge accepted. I love you and you want to punch me. That's right. And I'm still, I still love you because I'm filled with love. Why? Because the creator of the universe created me in love. I am love. I'm not here to fight, uh, you know, with the, these various, you know, people in, in, in a personal way. I'm not here to, you know, the, the idea of what lowering ourselves to talk about certain sex acts and whether that's acceptable or not—that's ridiculous. Nobody ever cared until the children were involved. Nobody, nobody did. Nobody. Did. Policy was live and let live. And they try to make it in. Well, you you just hate trannies. You hate trans women. You use pronouns. And they try to make it about them. When it, it's not about them at all. At all. In any way, shape, or form. Negatory. So, okay. So here's one thing you can do. Um, separate. I know this is a big concept, but it's 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 really going to come down to, you know, um, a separation in cultures or separation of peoples. Probably just like two break, you know, two civilizations breaking away from each other. I, you know, I think it may it may come down to that, unless the Lord wants you to be, you know, waking people up. But I'm I'm of the mind at this point. I I believe that the people that were going to wake up have woken up and now we're going to the next phase, which is the, you know, the, the people on one side will double down and then the people on the other side, everyone should double down on who they are. The gathering of the sheep and go, you know, dividing line, all that, that's been done. The gathering's been done. There may be more prodigals out there wandering around thinking that they're part of one thing, but they really don't belong there. Uh, that will, you know, that will go on until they're gathered together. But I think um, the call has gone out and the people have decided, you know, they're going to be on this side or that side. So it's almost like there's this battle coming, a big battle. And I'm not sure the battle is like some carnal battle, like, like, a, like a warfare in the, in the field or something like that. It's this epic battle that um, I think will solidify everybody, you know, whatever position you're in. It's too bad that these people drove it in the ground like they did. It came on so fast. First it was COVID, then when COVID, you know, failed, the vaccines failed, they whipped out this, you know, the, the, the kind of the trans thing, and they tried to make that a war, protect trans kids, and they started in on that. But they're looking for any angle they can have. They, what they really want is you dead, and so they're looking for any angle 
or join. You can join them. But just as they said, we will not negotiate the debt ceiling. What? Let me translate what it means. I guess I got to be the translator. What the Biden administration is telling you is either join or die. They will not negotiate or budge on anything of any program that they have ever. Either join or die. They tried to make that metaphorical in the in the jab. Either get the jab or you're going to die. And then they tried to force it and where they went totalitarian with it. These are the Satanists. How many Satanists do you have on the planet? It is at least two-thirds. And there may be one-third of a remnant of God. It may not even be that much. And then there's the, the laws. But the people implementing all this, they know exactly what they're, they know what side they're on. They know what they're doing. They've made their decision. They're going to go for worldly pleasures and worldly power. And then, you know, and then after that, poof, it's gone. They've got nothing. But they, they'd rather have that 10 minutes of fame and fortune and whatever than an eternity of, uh, of any kind of reward. They don't believe a reward is actually going to come for anything they do. Right. Then I bid you shalom. Shalom.
Don't.